With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Big. Bash. Bang. Nation. Nation. Facing and he sweeps high and long and into the stands for six. Tim Payne, Steve Smith, Glenn Maxwell. This is Aaron Finch. One of the deliveries of the tournament. Every ball, every ball on BBL 09. Got him straight away. Every BBL game. Right here. This could be it. On Big Bash Nation. Ball's full and he does go downtown. Cameron White, the big bear with a big stripe. Right around the country and online at bigbashnation.com.au. This is Big Bash Nation. Hello and welcome to Big Bash Nation. Great to have your company as we get set for the match between the Sydney Sixers and the Hobart Hurricanes right here at the SCG. All thanks to Macca's free limited edition Coke Cup with any grand Big Mac meal. And Western Union, move your money overseas with the Western Union app. This is the pre-game show for Beaumont Tiles, Australia's biggest tile and bathroom sale on now at Beaumont's and Land Rover. Sale season now on. Visit a Land Rover retailer today. I'm Brenton Speed, and joining me in commentary tonight, our Red Energy expert, catch 100% Australian electricity and gas from Red Energy, it's Glenn McGrath. Welcome. G'day, Speedy. How are you going? Not too bad. Hopefully those covers are off in a hurry, but right now the whole area out there in the centre wicket area is covered and the ground staff predicting that the heavens are about to open here and the weather forecast isn't good but as we look out we see players warming up with the Sharon and a few cricket balls flying around as well so it's tough to know what we're going to see tonight. Yeah while there's a bit of blue sky and and uh, no rain players like to get out and just have a bit of a hit and throw and bowl but uh, looking down south there there is a bit of a cloud bank coming along they forecast it uh, coming up from the south. So as badly as we need rain, and we had some good rain this morning, which was nice. Sort of de- my place down the Shire there was, I'd, it's never been that dry. I know out in the bush it's just horrendous, but you know, hopefully a bit of this widespread spread rain. And it'd be nice just to have a little break for, in the rain just for the match, and then it can rain all, all night, and then all tomorrow I'd be happy with that. Unlikely to get a 20-over game in the way it's shaping up, though, you'd think. And when you look at the the forecast, also from 9 o'clock onwards, they're they're thinking it's going to be uh, pretty much consistent thunderstorms from that time onwards. So if you can get a start time, um, would you be uh, a a fan of saying, let's just call it a 6-over game, get a contest in and then go home, beat the rain? Well, it'd be nice to be able to do that if you had a crystal ball, wouldn't it? You say, okay, 6-over game. 
you play the six overs and it doesn't rain another, there's not another drop for the night. You'd be going, oh, hang on a minute. So We've cost the fans a bit of yeah, the money's worth. Unfortunately, yeah. that's that's not how it happens. So, yeah, I dare say with this, especially rain around, both teams win the toss, you'd be, uh, you'd be having a field first so you know what you're chasing. Yeah, we thought that uh, recently in a Sydney Thunder game. Uh, when the Heat came down, but the Heat elected to bat first, and they put a score on the board that was just too intimidating for the Thunder anyway. So yep. Chris Lynn uh, went the other way, as opposed to what we're used to seeing. So we wait for that bat flip, which is about yep. uh, 20 minutes away or so. But uh, let's chat last night, and there was a double header, of course, and the Renegades are finally off the mark. They beat the Thunder via the Duckworth-Lewis system by 12 runs in the end, and Sean Marsh and Sam Harper were the stars with the bat. Yeah, no, they needed a bit of a win, didn't they? The Renegades sitting right at the bottom. It's been, uh, what is it, 10 matches and their first first win. So, yeah, they're still <laughs> still in wooden spoon spot. But, yeah, that was a big game for them. And uh, Thun- Thunder, I'm just, look at that team. And, yeah, it's not the, the best team that I've seen for the Thunder, I reckon. I've seen, they've always been, and if anything, I probably have a bit of a soft spot for the Thunder team. And, yeah, they just, they don't seem to be... A, they haven't fired this year, and and against uh, the Renegades, who put on a decent score, 172 is not bad, and then a shortened game, uh, chasing 135 off 14. They fell 13 runs shy. So, yeah, you know, I don't think, unfortunately, either of those teams are going to really challenge this year, but we'll wait and see. That Chris Green um, ban with his bowling yep. was a, a big loss because he makes such a difference. He can he's good good in the field. He's a fantastic power play bowler with his off spinners as well, and he can bat a little bit. Um, but yep. his losses sort of rocked them, it seems, because they were going all right early. Yeah, they started okay and then uh, fallen a bit of a heap. But yeah, like you said, he he is a big player for them and has been for for some time now. And you know, he's those offies. He, he just knows the game so well and can sort of tie it up. And, uh, yeah, take him out of the mix. It just just changes it, doesn't it? You lose a couple of players, whether through injury or, or through through that in respects to suspicious bowling action or, yeah, with the Aussies away too, um, it can leave a big hole. And the top three really needs to fire in that batting lineup. You've got Kawaja yep. and Hales as the openers, then Callum Ferguson, Ferguson in at three. Unfortunately for him last night, he was looking good. Seven off seven is at the non-strikers end. Uh, ball hit straight yep. back down the pitch by Alex Hales. There's a, a fortunate deflection off Andrew Feckety and yep. Ferguson short of his ground. I mean, you can't uh, legislate for that. <laughs> yeah, well, you're backing up, trying to do the right thing. And, you know, it's amazing how more players... Always surprised when a player actually makes it back into his crease after yeah. a deflection like that. I think he's not backing up at all. So, but um, but yeah, you know it's uh, not your night when that happens. So I think that was the story of Thunder last uh, last night, and uh, you know an experienced player like uh, like Ferguson there, and he's done so well for so long. You need him at the top there. Obviously, Kawaja, yeah, got this hasn't really fired this year, but uh, yeah, to get off. A duck there, and then it was Hales and, and Ross that really steadied the ship, but it was just too big of us. Yeah, Ross gave it a good crack. 51 off 27, four sixes and three fours, and he thought for a moment he might be able to pull off the miracle, but in the end it was a 12-run a margin. So they've got to regroup and find something, otherwise they won't be in that finals mix, which is extended to five teams, of course, this season. Yeah, so uh, they're sort of... They're just out of the five, really, aren't they? They're six on nine points, the same as the Strikers, but the Strikers have a game in hand. Um, so, yeah, it was that, that was a match down in Canberra, wasn't it? The one they got that... a point each. 
with the with the smoke and the bushfires. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so stars just miles out in front. Sixers to me, uh, I just think Sixers always look a good team. They're a good unit. They don't really lose too many players. I think they're the top two teams. The Heat, you know, we've seen some devastating play that they've done. They're sitting on 10 points from, and the Sixers and the Heat have a game in hand. And then Scorchers, 10 points. So really, the top six can are still in contention. The you know, Hurricanes sitting on six, and uh, we mentioned the Renegades on two. They're going to find it tough. Yeah, the other game <laughs> in last night's double-headed, the Scorchers copped a big whack in the uh, net run rate, bowled out for 86 in 13.5 overs, and the best team in the comp, the Melbourne Stars, reeled that in with eight wickets in hand and eight overs to spare. And it was a travel nightmare for the Scorchers. Even though they were the home team yesterday, they had a nightmare getting back from Hobart. Yep. So, um, you know, they had a five-hour delay somewhere along the line. Stars are sitting there pretty. Yep. putting their feet up in Perth, getting ready, and, and they just demolished them. Oh, happy days. You, they probably felt like they were the home team. But, uh, yeah, that's that's unfortunately the way it goes sometimes with a big bash, and you've got the matches fairly you know, back-to-back. And, you know, Perth, they spend a fair bit of time on the road, and you get one delay like that, and that's a decent flight and throws a, a spanner in the mix. But, uh, yeah, no, that's they just didn't show up, did they? Something for the schedulers, though, to look at, perhaps. Don't have uh, Perth playing a home game within two days off the back of a trip to Hobart because it's not yep. the easiest place to get to and from. No direct flights. No, exactly. <laughs> Got to go via Melbourne and all that. Josh Inglis had them going along OK at the top of the order. 37 off 19 before he holed out. And uh, after him, really no one fired. I mean, Bancroft was trying to hold the innings together. Yeah. Uh, run out for 10 off 19. Last thing you need in that situation is a run out. Yeah, no. A couple of run-outs there. you got Green got run out as well, Cam Green, and then uh, and then Bancroft. So, yeah, it just wasn't wasn't happening for them. And, and Mitch Marsh is sitting third on the list of run scorers, you know, 354 for, this, for the uh, big bash so far. You know, didn't, he only got seven. So you need those guys to really fire at the top. And then after that, yeah, it was all single figures. And 86, you're not, there's not too many big scores in that, is there? No, exactly. And Stoinis uh, made the most of his opportunity. There was only 86 runs to chase. He came up with 39 off 31 just to improve his lead at the head yeah. of the uh, run getters. Oh, he's miles in front, isn't he? You know, he's uh, Sean Marsh hitting number two posse on 366, but Stoinis up 517 runs. He's had a monster. So, yeah, no, he's he's going well. You know, that top score, 147 not, is, uh, yeah, it's, he's, he's going well. Wearing that BKT golden cap with pride. And you mentioned uh, that knock of 147 off 79. That was the last mm-hmm. time the Sixers played the home team here tonight at the SCG. And was a 44-run margin in the end. But uh, that was thanks largely to a late cameo from Ben Dorsius with the bat. But they had no answer to Stoinis. And mm. uh, Moses Enriquez was talking in the press conference yesterday about whether they could have adjusted any bowling plans uh, in the 20-over game. It goes so quickly, and sometimes it's tough to adjust. Yeah, it is. You sort of you've got your plans beforehand, and if someone's sort of counteracting that, and you, know, you think, okay, what are we going to do? You're trying to think on your feet, and uh, you know when they're on in the zone like he was, you know, what, there's not much you can do. He's a powerful hitter, isn't it? You only have to look at the Australia-India match the other night. You know, I think uh, Coley tried. He didn't know what to do in the end, and, and in the end they got absolutely thumped. So just it's just one of those th- things. You know, a batsman, bowler, on their day can just have a day out. And, uh, you know, Steinus, he's uh, 
147 in a, in a you know, T20 match. That's not a bad day at the office. <laughs> Hobart also belted last start. They're the away team here tonight. A few more uh, players in purple trickling out there for a warm-up. They were belted by the Scorchers at Blundstone. They were set oh. 176 to win. They could only Ooh. muster 98 in reply. Yeah, so, uh, you know, it's, uh, home ground. You'd like to do a little bit better, but in that one, you know, 175, it's, it's probably too many runs, but it's generally not a bad track down there. And uh, yeah, you, you look at those scores, Inglis with 73, Marsh, Mitch Marsh again with 40. So they they got off to a good start. And then you've got to do the same when you're chasing a, a decent score like that. You want your big guys to fire. You know, Wade got three. And it was only really Jewel and uh, and Bailey that got going. Malenko, 19, but uh, yeah, bowled out for 98. Never in the chase at all. And you look at the bowling attack, you know, Jai Richardson, he's good to see him back. He had uh, four for 19, which is is good to see. I did a bit of work with him in India l- last year at the MRF Pace Foundation. He was just coming back. He was starting to bowl with a, some decent pace, but he was really being monitored. So it's good to see him, you know, going out there and, and letting a few rip and getting some returns. Look forward to more insights from Glenn McGrath. You're listening to Big Bash Nation. Thanks to Macca's free limited edition Coke Cup with any grand Big Mac meal. The Big Bash Nation pregame show for Beaumont Tiles. January sale on now and Land Rover. Sale on now at Land Rover. Welcome back to Big Bash Nation. All thanks to Macca's free limited edition Coke Cup with any grand Big Mac meal and Western Union. Move your money overseas with the Western Union app. We're at the SCG, hoping this game can get underway between the Sydney Sixers and the Hobart Hobart Hurricanes. Both teams out there warming up right now, but there's an ominous... Uh, band of clouds rolling in and uh, the wind is quite strong as well, Glenn McGrath, and you've had a look Mm. on the weather app. It's pretty ominous. It is, and you look out there, it doesn't look as bad as what they're suggesting it's going to be. There must be something up above it. But, uh, yeah, no, there's some... uh, Just had a look at the the radar coming in. There were some yellow patches, orange, and a couple of red. So uh, that's never good. So uh, we'll see what happens. They've got the full covers on. Uh, they're pretty handy to the groundsmen these days, getting covers on and off and getting the ga- ground up and ready for play. So fingers crossed we get a bit of play in. Yeah, that leads us to the check the rain gauge, thanks to Nilex. Nilex weather stations available at Bunnings now. And we've heard just in the last minute or so that if there's no rain, the bat flip will be delayed until 6.45. It was scheduled to be in seven minutes' time at 6.25 local. So with the covers on... They're delaying that until quarter to seven now. So we'll let you know how that bat flip unfolds. And when we looked at, uh, when you look at the weather um, app as well, it says that uh, from about nine o'clock onwards, there's the prospect of like 50% up to 80, 90% uh, thunderstorm uh, scenarios as well. So it's not looking too good. The rain gauge update, all for the Nilex Garden Watering Range, available at Bunnings Warehouse. And... Looking out at the players warming up there, Glenn. And you can see George Bailey in front of us. He, uh, he really does hold the key and holds the team together at times for Hobart. Well, he does. You know, he's uh, he's got a lot of experience, doesn't he? So he's a selector now, is he? Yeah, national yeah, so team. Yeah. Interesting to be have a, a player. I know he's only, you know, he's, he's mainly the big bash. Well, he's big bash now, so. But, uh, yeah, no, he's, he's got so much experience. You know, he played the... 
yeah. the Australian team for one-day cricket f- for a long time. So, yeah, no, he's uh, he's a guy that's you need that experience at the top. Uh, you know, you've got Miller, you know, Short. Those guys can really do the business as well. McDermott, uh, I think Jewel had a decent game last time. So, yeah, so that, it's that top order there that really has to, has to fire. Um, you, yeah, you mentioned David Miller. Yeah. Uh, he bats above George Bailey in the batting order. I'll take you through his scores so far in this big bash. 16, 7, 25 not out, duck. 23, 15, 2, 3 not out, duck. He bats number three for the Hurricanes. He's an international player. Yep. He's got a big reputation as being one of the best big hitters in the game for South Africa. Yep. And he's dishing that up. Yeah. So it hasn't, but it hasn't fired, has he? Yeah. So, you know, I've seen him when he has come off. He, you know, he he can hit the hit the big. You know, he's he can be a destructive player, but just a little bit too inconsistent, a little bit too hit and miss. You know, you you'd probably throw him in, you know, similar class to Lynn and and those guys. But yeah. you know, Chris Lynn this summer has fired, at, you know, on a on a regular basis, whereas you know, Miller. Might be his game tonight. Would so. you drop him down to five or six? Because that's where he's functioned for South Africa for so long, almost like a back-end sort of player, last five overs in this form of the game. So Yeah, so, well, if he's up that, you're probably allowing him to get, take a little bit of time to get in. Mm. And and those guys, once they get their eye in, you know, they're pretty powerful hitters. So, you know, I guess it's about you know, the, the timing, what's best, and, and whether he's uh, making smart choices with the way he's... Yeah, the shots he's he's going for his selection, and I guess on those figures, there's two options. He's he's about he's not far away from a big score, or yeah, he's not firing. Yeah, dropping down. It's been unfortunate. Uh, you think back a couple of years ago, I think it was Kumar Sangakara came down, put that purple yeah. outfit in, and uh, he didn't fire either. So yeah. they've brought in these absolutely massive names, uh, international players, and. Uh, you think they're going to fire, you think it's almost foolproof, and yet yeah. they haven't delivered. Yeah, no, it's strange. And down there at Blundstone, it's not a, it's a pretty good track as well. Yeah. You would have thought if you're going to fire anywhere, that's where, you know, you're going to come off. So, I don't know whether that's action, that added pressure. You, know, you expect it to fire in these games, or whether it's just, you know, I tend to think that the bowling has improved. Uh, to when Big Bash and T21 first came about, I think innovation from uh, the batsman really took over, and, and I think it took a while before the, the bowlers caught up. But I think this season especially, I think the bowlers are really starting to improve, and you know, you've got to give them credit too. Yeah, let's talk about some of the batsmen who have fired to the BKT Golden Bat Cap leader for the most runs in BBL 09. BKT tyres, tough and performing tyres, and Marcus Stoinis will not be caught, surely. Glenn, he's sitting out there with 517 <laughs> runs. Next best is Sean Marsh, followed by brother Mitch Marsh. They're on 366 and 354. Yeah, so he's, uh, you know, he's what's that, 151? Yeah. So that's, um, <laughs> it's a fair way in front, isn't it? So that score of 147 not out makes a big difference. But, uh, yeah, you're going to have to have a couple of big big games Big innings by the Marsh brothers to uh, to get anywhere near him, and you know if he has a couple of decent games, Stoinis, he he can just take it away. So yeah, I think uh, he's safely in top posse, and 
dare say that's why it's going to finish. The man in fourth is Bo Webster for the struggling Renegades with that 1-9 and nine record. He's averaging 53. He's knocked up 319 runs from uh, 10 matches so far. And you look at all the other players in that top five. They're all yep. Australian internationals. Is Bo Webster catching your eye for the future? Well, you know, he's... Uh I guess it's it's even tougher when you're in a team that's not playing very well and you're uh, you're still firing. But uh, yeah, you know he's uh, what is he 26? Yeah, he's got the long leaders. So, yeah, so yeah, you still have to go out there and do it. Um, and yeah, he's sitting there 319, like you said, number four posse. So yeah, good luck to him. Yeah, hopefully he finishes the the season with a strongly, and uh, who knows. 196 centimetres, and he can uh, bowl a bit of right arm off break if required as well. So, well done, Bo Webster, for firing for a struggling team. To the BKT Golden Arm Cap leader for the most BBL wickets so far this season, BKT Tyres, official off-highway tyre of the KFC BBL. And Daniel Sams just holds on after going wicketless yesterday. Harris Ralph has played yep. three re- less games than him. is just <laughs> one behind. Yeah, well, Ralph has, Ralph has been on fire, hasn't he? He came over just to fill in, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, and, he w- uh, yeah, you would have kept him there. You know, he, he got a five for there early on and, and just was on fire. So, uh, yeah, the bowlers and the wickets a little bit uh, closer with Sam, she said, on 17. Rashid Khan on 15 and Curran 14 and Jai Richardson on 13. So it's all... Yeah, it's, it, that can sort of chop and change every game the way it's going at the moment. And uh, from this one, Curran, yeah, he's sitting on uh, on 14, has a good game. He can uh, pick up three or four. Who's your top? Who's your pick to to win that uh, race to wear the gold cap at the end of things? Yeah, that's no, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, I don't know. There's no, I don't think there's a clear winner at the moment. If Harris Ralph keeps uh, playing, yeah. And consistently, then oh, uh, yeah. he's probably the favourite. Oh, you'd ha- yeah, with the, <laughs> the way he's going, 16 wickets from seven seven matches. You know, if he keeps that strike rate up, he'll uh, he'll definitely bring it home. So, yeah, you know, it's uh, he's got to be a chance. You know, the others, um, yeah, they they're all sort of come in. Curran's a guy that's always impressed me with the way he goes about it. Uh, you know, he's handy with the. I think he's just a, a quality quality cricketer so knows his format of the game really well and I just like his the way he bowls you know he choices when he bowls a bounce when he bowls a slower ball so so he's up there and, and Richardson like I said before he had a you know tough uh, last year when he dislocated his shoulder uh, at couldn't be the worst time to do it and uh, so he's back and firing so uh, yeah I, I dare say the Aussie boys not going to have an impact anymore, are they? <laughs> exactly. And Tom Curran's uh, economy rate certainly took a, yep. a beating the other night no, against did, the Stars. It. It's nudging 10 for the series now because he went for uh, 58 off his four overs the other day. As Stoinis just whacked them around the park. Not even the worst figures. Dorsius, four overs, none for 61. Yeah, no, it's not a good day at the office when you've done that. Uh, I remember my worst day at the office was here at the SCG, 19th of January. <laughs> Really? I remember it because my son was born the next day. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I, it came out pretty well. Played Pakistan. Landed where I wanted, and they just smashed me. So after my fi- I was uh, one for 61 after five overs. And that was it? Uh, no, I came back and uh, finished my spell. Did you? But, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's that was my worst. Some days it just happens. So we're coming up to that anniversary. Do you celebrate? Uh, 
what, my son's birthday? <laughs> He's coming up to <laughs> Your his 20th birthday. <laughs> well, I finished with two for 69 in the end, so oh, yeah. oh, wow. I pulled That's it back a little bit. But Nine off the last five. So, uh, but it was, and we won the match, so okay. that, that was the saving grace. But, um, yeah, didn't even, well, I should, it should have registered, considering it's my son's 20th in a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Glenn McGrath doing a bit of reminiscing as the covers remain on, but the players continue to warm up and the lights have been turned on in full at the SCG. So maybe, just maybe, we'll see that bat flip at 6.45. You're listening to Big Bash Nation. Thanks to Macca's free limited edition Coke Cup with any grand Big Mac meal. The Big Bash Nation pregame show for Beaumont Tiles. January sale on now and Land Rover. Sale on now at Land Rover. Welcome back to Big Bash Nation for Macca's free limited edition Coke Cup with any grand Big Mac meal and Western Union. Move your money overseas with the Western Union app. My name is Brenton Speed alongside Glenn McGrath who likes having a look at how the weather forecast is brewing and you've got some ideas. Uh... <laughs> I don't know if I do have any <laughs> ideas at the moment. Looking out there, there's a there's a heap of uh, fruit bats heading from uh, sort of east to west. I'm not sure if that's a sign of anything coming or they're just doing their normal journey to into greener pastures. But looking out on the field, watch, looking at both teams, they're sort of milling around. There's a bit of a throw at the stumps by the Hurricanes and the, uh, the Sixers are having a bit of the game, sort of soccer volleyball or whatever you want to call it. It's a bit like nobody <laughs> really knows what's happening, do they? Absolutely. There are thousands of those bats, as you say, sort of emanating from the, the bondi Clovelly region and going to deposit themselves in, in Surrey Hills uh, to clear clear out from the danger. Well, it's a bit strange. I thought they'd normally hang around in the botanical gardens during the day and then head out at night. They seem to be heading back. Yeah. So maybe they know something we don't know. <laughs> Time now to get the latest odds thanks to Bet365, the world's favourite online sports betting company. Gamble responsibly, 1-800-858-858 as we welcome David Davutovich to the coverage. Hello, boys. The Sydney Sixers are $1.61 at home to the Hobart Hurricanes who are 2.37 and the BBL9 at title odds. The Sixers are $5.50, boys, just behind... The Brisbane Heat, while the Stars are at $2.30, and the Hurricanes have drifted out to $41, Speedy. Amazing. And uh, is there a no-result market tonight? Because the weather's uh, threatening here at the SCG. Have you got that market? Uh, I don't believe so. Um, no. But <laughs> what's his well, face? We tend to have results in the BBL. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed we get some play underway, and what about for uh, leading wicket-taker for tonight? Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll start off uh, with the Sixers. Tom Curran is at 3.25. Henry Thornton at 4.33. Steve O'Keefe, Jackson Burden. Ben Dwarshius at 4.50. And Ben Menenti and Lloyd Pope at 5 bucks For the Hurricanes, Leggy Case Armour at 3.50. Scotty Boland at 3.75. Nathan Ellis at 4. Tom Rogers, David Moody and Aaron Summers all at $5.00. And... Clive Rose, who took two for 27 against the Thunder, and Jared Freeman, both at $6. Um, as for the man of the match market, Wade uh, is at $9. Curran and Philippi at 11 Susan Vince at 13 
And who are you tipping uh, to make the runs? No doubt the openers uh, are pretty prominent with a rain potential here tonight. Yeah, that's right. Uh, look, we'll start off with the Sixers being the home side. Of course, the bat flip has been delayed, but Josh Phillippe, uh, Daniel Hughes and Mosin Reeks are at $4. James Vince at four fifty. Justin Avendano at sevens. Uh, Jordan Silk at nines. And a bit further back, I just mentioned him a moment ago because he's a bowler, but Ben Warshiers, who smashed 42 not out of 17 against the Melbourne Stars. He's at $34. Now for Hobart, uh, Matthew Wade shortest at three twenty-five. Keeper Benny McDermott at four fifty, Mac Wright at fives, David Miller and Caleb Jewell at five fifty, and George Bailey who top scored with that forty three in the loss to the to the uh, Sydney Thunder at six dollars. Our batsman to score at fifty in the match again. This may move depending on the conditions. But Wade's at three twenty five, Philippi at three seventy five, Hughes at fours, uh, and Jewell at five dollars. You can check out all the markets at Bet three six five. And please remember to gamble responsibly. Thanks, David. We'll hear from you throughout the series. Bet365, the world's favourite online sports betting company. Gamble responsibly, 1-800-858-858. And still, even though those covers have been down for a good 40 minutes or so now, both out the back uh, at the practice nets and also in the middle of the SCG, as we hope for the opening ball between the Sixers and the Hurricanes. Uh, I haven't seen any rainfall yet, Glenn. No, haven't even felt a drop, have we? But as you look down south, it is getting darker. So I'm not sure if that's just because the sun's getting lower or what it, it actually is building up. And the fact that the groundsmen are, still have full covers on says they are concerned. But if we get... What do you reckon? How long will it take them to get the covers off? What's the latest they can start taking them off if for a start at 7 o'clock. Well, I, I would presume with that uh, bat flip delayed until yep. at least quarter two that uh, they won't be starting until maybe 7.20, 7.25. Which is a bit strange considering, you know, there's no rain yet. Yeah. So if it doesn't rain, they'd, they've delayed the start or they just think, okay, we'll go and there's only a 15-minute preparation period for the, and that's pretty much for uh, the groundsmen to get the covers off. But yeah, they, they tend to back the ground staff in, don't they, on their yep. knowledge and uh, their theories with the the rain gauges they use on on when the rain is going to fall. And and clearly they have predicted that there'll be a downpour before the start scheduled start of play. Mm. Yeah, well, hopefully they they're not uh, not wrong. <laughs> they might look a bit silly if uh, we're sitting here and seven o'clock's ticked by and there's still not a drop of rain. Some of your Channel 7 uh, colleagues uh, making their way out in the middle of the SCG right now. I think Tim Payne is uh, guest uh, starring for them tonight, yep. along James Brayshaw starting to get ready. So maybe that's another good sign that the, the 7 Network are firing up and hoping to get this one underway on time as well. Yeah, and you've got Damien Fleming as well. So uh, they're the three running it. And Mel McLaughlin. So, uh, yeah, well, I, I guess with TV, they're... They've got their uh, start time, start time, and uh, no matter what happens, they're underway too. So, anyway, fingers crossed that uh, we get a bit of play, and yeah, it's sort of like a bit of a holding pattern, isn't it? No one really knows what's happening. It's not raining. It's looking ominous, but uh, we'll see how we go. They've got the bat. I can see the bat out in the middle, ready to go when uh, when required for the bat flip. And do you think uh, delaying it? would alter any team selections or the teams will go with their 11s uh, no matter what this game develops into? Oh, I think with uh, you know, so much rain on the foot, yeah, really, 
they could have gone at half past because I think both teams have decided what they're going to do. If it starts raining in 10 minutes, it's probably not going to change their plan considering how much rain is forecast tonight. So I dare say both teams know exactly what they want to do. And if it rained between now and then, I don't think things are going to change. Sydney Sixers going through their warm-up routine so far as the bowling is concerned right now. Both teams have a couple of uh, makeshift pitches to use on the side of the uh, centre wicket area here at the SCG. And uh, Stephen O'Keefe going through his routine right now. Yeah, so now the boys are just getting loose. I think the Hurricanes have already done that. So well, you, you can see both sides of the covers, the, uh, the yellow soft stumps up there for the bowling. And with... Uh, it's always been a funny game, cricket, hasn't it? Where you go out, you warm up for half hour, 40 minutes, come come back, sit down for half an hour and go out and play. You think, <laughs> what's the point of that? I think Warney, during the uh, his stint at um, Hampshire in county cricket, decided, okay, we're actually going to warm up once the toss has started. So if we're fielding, we're going to go out after the toss, we're going to warm up, bowling, get ourselves ready, and then we're going to stay on the field and straight into the match which doesn't seem a bad concept. So uh, maybe the, the Hurricanes are just waiting for that. And, yeah, a quick five minutes. So rolling war- the arm up, you'll be ready to go. Warning made the, a coach's decision, even yeah. though he didn't rate coaches. Well, he was a captain coach. <laughs> of, uh, and, uh, yeah, so uh, I don't think he was a big, big one on team meetings, on stats, on anything. Yeah, he, uh, Take us back to the 2005 Ashes. I remember uh, that's when Warren and Buchanan seemed to have this, uh, <laughs> um, you know, tete-a-tete along the journey. Warney wasn't a, a fan of coaches and uh, had some theories on where the buck was required <laughs> at all. Did that play out on the team bus at all? No, I think Shano uh, was pretty much that way from the start, wasn't he? So, <laughs> John Buchanan you know, did a great job for Australia, but he was uh, he liked to challenge the boys. You know, at that stage, the Australian team really didn't need a, a coach. You know, the team was set. A lot of senior players, they knew the game really well. And, uh, yeah, I don't think Warney enjoyed, wanted to be challenged too often. So his favourite saying was the only coach he needed was the one that took him to and from the ground. <laughs> Great memories. Henley Holmes have been batting for home buyers since 1989 with affordability and choice at the heart of what they do. Get the Henley Homes new home advantage with $30,000 to $44,000 in upgrades, savings and existing zone discounts. Visit Henley Homes World of Homes for a world of choice. T's and C's applies. Henley.com.au. And great news to report here at the SCG. Glenn McGrath, the covers are coming off. Yeah, no, they're coming off. They're just, uh, they've pulled back the big cover. They're rolling the one off on the wicket with uh, showing the Hessian underneath. So I guess they're, yeah. Things are happening very quickly out there. Both teams would want to have a look at the pitch at least before the the bat flip. So uh, I think that's why they're doing it. They're not putting everything away though, are they? They just moved it back so you can see the pitch, and then uh, we'll go from there. Sometimes there's a theory about the SCG that it's a bit of a, a rain shadow. The rain doesn't hit this uh, part of Sydney. Sometimes it can skirt around, and let's hope that is the case here tonight. Uh, but uh, those skies certainly do look threatening in the direction from which the weather is coming right now. But the players getting a bit more serious about their warm-up right now, and uh, the bat flip 
is just minutes away, a couple of minutes away, in fact. So we'll give you the result of that bat flip after this break. You're listening to Big Bash Nation. Thanks to Macca's free limited edition Coke Cup with any Grand Big Mac meal. The Big Bash Nation pregame show for Beaumont Tiles. January sale on now and Land Rover. Sale on now and Land Rover. Welcome back to Big Bash Nation. Thanks to Macca's free limited edition Coke Cup with any grand Big Mac meal and Western Union send money around the world. And we've got a bat flip to tell you about. The Hobart Hurricanes have won that bat flip here at the SCG against the Sydney Sixers. And they've said to the home team, you can have a bat first. No surprise there, Glenn. No, no surprise. I think both teams were going to do exactly the same thing. Though you said the other night <laughs> with uh, the, uh, the Brisbane Heat, heat uh, but the only thing with the heat is I think they only play one for brand of cricket. And if it's rained or it hasn't rained, makes absolutely no difference. So uh, so they'd be, to me, they're the only team that would bat first in this occasion. So, uh, yeah, no surprise the Hurricanes having a field first. And the covers are remaining out there, but not on the uh, playing wicket. So let's hope all the covers get removed from the middle of the SCG because the scheduled start time was uh, 10 past 7, 22 minutes away from now. And maybe, just maybe, we can get underway on time and hopefully we can get a game in here tonight as well. Let's talk uh, great cricket comebacks. Thanks to Macca's free limited edition Coke Cup with any grand Big Mac meal. And it was the comeback of the Renegades. 0 and 9 to start this season. <laughs> the defending champs, they finally... They got the chocolates against the Thunder last night. Yeah, well, they needed to do something. You can't be wooden spooners with sitting on zero. That's a, a little bit embarrassing. So, uh, yeah, no, it was, a, it was a good game for them. You know, to, to post 172 is not a bad, not a bad score. And you know, Sean Marsh, as we mentioned, you know, he's still sitting in second posse, 366 runs, and Webster 319. So you've got two of the leading run scorers in your team. And you're sitting bottom of the table and you've only just had your first win. So, yeah, maybe they're going to come home with a wet sail and <laughs> they're going to need to. And it might have been better for Sean Marsh as well. I think it was the third time that he's been dismissed in the 40s last night. And yep. He's a player that uh, normally when he got past 10 or 20 in this form of the game, you'd almost put him down for 100 at times. Yeah, so especially in the longer form of the game, when he did get to double figures to 10 or 12, I think it was, he did generally go on and he was averaging over 60 or something so but uh yeah just or might have been first 10 to 12 balls so just got, he's got to get out there get his eye in and, and off he goes but uh i don't know maybe in the t20 it's a nervous 40s rather than the nervous 90s you get in uh in uh, the test matches and uh, great news as well. The women's T20 World Cup squad was announced today. Of course, that starts very soon. And Australia will be the favourites on home soil. Sophie Molyneux, who made her return to cricket last week after taking a break for personal reasons. Uh, she returned with Victoria last week and straight back into the T20 squad for the World Cup as well. A select squad of 15. Uh, Megan Shute was talking today. She's part of the pace attack. Elise Perry is right to go as well. Meg Lanning captains the side and uh, a really formidable team at T20 level and the whole nation's going to get behind them. Oh, they've been a quality team for a long, long time in all formats. That's why they're the number one team in the world and yeah, it's good to see Elise Perry back. I know she's uh, she was out for a little while, but uh, yeah, no, it's a strong unit now, isn't it? And uh, yeah, with Alyssa Healy as well, it's just uh, it's just a team of champions. So I'm looking forward to that starting. 
what is it? Uh, a bit over 12 months away now. A bit over one one month, I yeah. should say, starting in Feb, isn't it? Yeah, not too far away at all. So the teams are in as well. And we'll take you through the home team, Daniel Hughes and Josh Phillippe at the top of the order. The Englishman, James Vince, in the number three slot. Moses Henriquez uh, will bat at four, the captain. Then Jordan Silk at five. Tom Curran, the all-rounder, at six. Justin Avendano at seven. Ben Dorshus at eight. Jackson Bird, Stephen O'Keefe and Ben Menenti complete the bowling lineup. Lloyd Pope takes a seat tonight. He's the 12th man, so Menenti preferred to Pope. Are you surprised by that? Um, I guess they're just uh, looking for someone with a, a little bit more control. I know Popey's gives a good rip and uh, can take some wickets, but in a potentially shortened format, you want uh, maybe that's why they've gone that way. And we found out yesterday that uh, Malenko wasn't going to be part of uh, the Hobart Hurricanes team tonight. He was omitted from the uh, squad for this encounter as well. So they go with Caleb Jewell and Matthew Wade to open the innings. Uh, then it's Jason Darren, uh, David Miller, Ben McDermott, George Bailey. Suddenly that batting lineup uh, looks pretty solid when you got mm. Bailey down there at six, McDermott at five. But again, Miller uh, is listed to bat above them in the number four role. Then Clive Rose, uh, Nathan Ellis... Tom Rogers, Case Ahmed, who was the star of the show last time these teams met in Alice Springs. And then it's Scotty Boland. Uh, no surprise to see him in the 11 slot. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a quality bowler, Boland. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing him fire. But, uh, yeah, it's with Wade back in the team too after the Australian duties. It's looking a little bit better and, it, and it's going to need to look a bit better because they're in, what was I saying, they're about second bottom posse. Nine games they've played, six points, so three wins. So they they badly need a, a win, and yeah, it's going to be a tough ask. You know, the Sixers, as I said before, I think are a quality team. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, both of these teams have played nine games so far. Once the Heat uh, take on the Strikers tomorrow, then all of the teams will have played ten games. There'll be four games to go apiece. And we'll have a real feel on who's going to make a charge towards uh, the final series, which includes five of the eight teams this season, of course, with the uh, the rapid charge kind of final system going on. Right now, it's the Stars on top with a 9-1 and one record. They'll certainly be part of the finals equation after last season's heartbreak in the final. And the Sixers with that 6-3 six and three record. The Heat, 5-4 and four with... A.B. de Villiers now part of the setup. The Scorchers 5-5. Five and five. That could be a costly loss for them last night. Their net run rate took a massive hit as well. It's now mm. in the negative situation. Then the Strikers 4-4. Four and four. The Thunder 4-5 and five with a no result thrown in. And they've lost two games via Duckworth-Lewis. Hurricanes 3-6, and six, as you say. They've, they've got to get the win tonight, you'd feel. And the Renegades, well, they could win out and they still won't be part of it. <laughs> Well, yeah, they need every other team to lose, so I dare say that's not going to happen. But, uh, yeah, so you can cross, nearly cross the bottom two out. Hurricanes, they have to win every single game and win it convincingly from here on in. So still good signs here at the SCG. The covers haven't been put back on. The stumps have gone in as well, and the zing bales will be put on top in a moment as well. So the Sydney Sixers scheduled to bat first after being sent in by the Hurricanes. And the Hurricanes bowlers now going through their routine as well. Is Scott Boland a bowler that really impresses you? Yeah, no, he's been around for a, a while now, and you know, I think he's he impressed in the in the sh- longer form of the game. 
But, uh, yeah, so I'd be keen to see how he goes tonight and just see how he's... I haven't seen him sort of bowl live. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking forward to that tonight just to see his thought processes, the ball he's, he uses and when he uses it. So, uh, yeah, you know, he's got uh, plenty of experience now. So they're going to... Yeah, they're going to look to him to really step up as a big gust of wind hits us. <laughs> comes in the window here, blows papers everywhere. But, um, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to seeing him bowl tonight. And Clive Rose and Case Armand are on an SCG yeah. uh, pitch back in the day, of course. You'd uh, go with twin spin. Yeah. Do you think it's still the case now? Uh, it, it is. You know, we saw the test match recently where it's, it took turn. Uh, but they generally leave a little bit more grass on the pitch. Uh the quicks don't mind bowling in the first few days. Bit of seam movement, but you know we mentioned Shane Warne earlier, and Warne always said if the pitch seams, it spins yeah. as well. But I think he, he'd said anything to get himself to have a bowl. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think there'll still be a little bit of turn. Yeah, the, the pitch here, the SCG, probably not what it used to be, but still a li- it takes a little turn. And Case Ahmed, last time these teams met in our Springs, took four for 12. Sixes were knocked over for just 104 in a really low-scoring game. The Hurricanes, nine for 129, was more than enough in that encounter. So uh, he could be a real threat here as well today. Yeah, so it's uh, especially on this pitch. You know, I think out at Alice, the pitch is uh, a little bit different. You know, the, the SCG here is a renowned wicket for a long, long time. So it's... Uh, a slightly different kettle of fish. I think this pitch is probably going to be a little bit better for the batsman. And the batsman who will be opening as well, Josh Philippi, yeah. uh, will be eyeing off that short boundary again. We were here uh, when he put one on the roof, didn't need to finish off yeah. uh, of the ladies' stand. And it's a no, short boundary downwind as well towards the ladies and members here tonight. So that area of the ground will be picked off and also part of the team talk right about now saying we've got yep. to make sure they hit to the far, uh, the big side. Yeah, you've got to protect that side because you look at the flags on top of the member stand, the ladies stand there's a bit of breeze out there and you only have to get it up in that <laughs> w- and it will do the rest, let me tell you. So I'd, uh, yeah, so the spinners will be looking to try to work out which end they're going to bowl from depending on whether it's a right hand, left hand batsman on strike but uh I dare say you might see a few of them come from the uh, the rare weekend. <laughs> and what about the the Sydney Sixers? What would their team talk be? Because it, we we get the feel this is going to be a rain shortened game at some stage. So it's a tough one to predict how many overs this game will ultimately be per side. But do, do they have to almost go from the get go here? Yeah, I think they they've got to give themselves a couple of balls, get their eye in. But it's uh, they've just got to set themselves where we've got to go hard early. It's just the way it is. The chance of this game being rain-affected is very high. So, I don't know. I think you've just got to chance your arm, don't you? We saw uh, Brisbane Heat the other day do it and, and come away winners, come away victors. If you get off to a flyer and uh, can really hold that, you can still put pressure on the opposition, but you're going to have to get away to a flyer. And Moses Enriquez is uh, listed to bat at four, but if the openers can get through uh, four or five overs, would Enriquez move up to three with his probably superior ability to, to clear the boundaries? He's in good form as well when he's been playing. Yeah, you know, he's got a lot of experience now too, and you know he's quite a powerful hitter. So 
I guess that's a that's a good thing with the, the shortened version of the game. And, and these players and the teams, they know it so well now. So they'll be mixing and matching depending on the situation. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think they'll be hoping for Philippe to, to come off. And when he does, he uh, he's actually good to watch. And it's, uh, if he can get off to a flyer, you know, the Sixers can, you know, pose something reasonable. All of the covers are being removed right now. The mascots are moving into position. Another good sign here. So that brings us to the end of the pre-game show for Beaumont Tiles, Australia's biggest tile and bathroom sale on at Beaumont's now. We should have the first ball at the scheduled time of 10 past 7. And the Land Rover sale now on. Search Land Rover Offers. The Big Bash Nation pre-game show for Beaumont Tiles. January sale on now and Land Rover. Sale on now at Land Rover. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi-finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.